Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 21st of April 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. Argentine grain transporters went on strike and put everyone on edge last week. Luckily, after four days of negotiating, the strike came to an end under the agreement of a 20% hike in tariffs. However, by the time that happened, thousands of trucks had been parked along the side of the road for days, paralyzing local farming exports and causing considerable financial damage. Truck drivers claim that agricultural businesses are ignoring how diesel prices have gone up and want to keep paying them the same amount of money for their services, while the official price in gas stations is 110 pesos, about $1 per liter, truckers are being charged 191 pesos, $1.60, due to shortages. While Argentina might fall short of fuel, it still has plenty of fintech companies. This week, the founder of Uala, Pier Paolo Barbieri, launched a venture capital firm that raised 30 million U.S. dollars from a roster of investors. This is a big win for Barbieri, but also for the startup scene in the region, as his new firm, 17 Sigma, will focus on supporting early-stage startups in Latin America. On that note about big wins, Argentina's women's polo team won the first women's polo World Cup title. They secured first place after beating the United States at the Campo Argentina de Polo in Buenos Aires. Although usually associated with the upper class, this traditional horseback ball game is one of Argentina's most popular sports. Championship matches in the country's two biggest polo fields, one in Palermo, the other in Hurlingham, attract huge crowds. Speaking of horses, Argentina's inflation rate galloped to its fastest pace in 20 years. In March, consumer prices rose more than 6% compared to the month prior. This is the highest level of inflation since 2002, back when the country was dealing with one of the worst economic crises in its history. The annual inflation rate will probably be over 60%, even though the government's estimate was between 38 and 48%. After the official data was revealed, rumors of a potential change in leadership within the Ministry of Economy made the headlines. Those rumors did not make Martin Guzman's week any easier. On Sunday the 17th, the economy minister had to fly to the United States to once again meet with IMF staff, where he had no choice but to address the terrible inflation news. The IMF strategy director, Jayla Pazar-Boshulyu, put it plainly by stating that inflation is paralyzing the economy in Argentina and needs to be tamed. That, of course, is easier said than done. For the past few weeks, Guzman has been frantically working on the homework assigned by the IMF. The problem is, the Kirchnerite sectors of the government are reluctant to follow the IMF's advice. Last week, for instance, the minister called to increase gas and electricity bills in May, which is an extremely unpopular move among Kirchnerite politicians and citizens. While the Kirchnerite section of the ruling party criticized Guzman's moves, the opposition aimed their fire at Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner after her speech during the inauguration of the Eurolat Parliamentary Assembly, showing the depth of the internal crisis 
between two parts of the same political party, the vice president said that being given the presidential baton does not mean that you have power. In other words, she hinted at President Fernandez not being a competent leader. In such a convoluted economy and political landscape, having the necessary sharpness of mind to make wise financial decisions is no easy feat, especially for less experienced youngsters. Knowingly, the Buenos Aires city government is rolling out a program for students in 30 public and private schools to develop financial skills as a prelude to the work practices that have become mandatory in the city. These classes will not be taught by their teachers, rather by specialists chosen by the Ministry of Education, focusing on two pillars, skills for employability and practical financial education, that is, healthy savings habits, personal and family budget, responsible consumption, electronic wallets, and cryptocurrencies. Let's go back to the economy minister for a second. On Monday the 18th, Guzman and President Fernandez announced a new bonus for low-income workers and pensioners. While the amount is nothing crazy, between 18000 and 12000 pesos, or 150 to $100, it's the opposite of reducing public spending, which is what the government had promised to do after sealing the deal with the IMF. To justify it, the government stated that it will fund these payments with new taxes on unexpected economic gains resulting from the war in Eastern Europe. Only the companies with annual taxable profits of more than 1 billion pesos, about $8 million, would contribute to the fund. That represents about 3% of firms in Argentina. And since we're on the subject of handing out money, an article in the Washington Post boldly described Javier Milei as Argentina's potential new president. The article, which was published on Monday the 18th, analyzes the economist's view on the political caste and his promise to raffle off his monthly pay. Ever since running for Congress last year, Milei rose as an alternative to the two political parties polarizing Argentine society, particularly popular among Gen Zers. His anarcho-capitalist views have caught the eye of skeptics who no longer believe in the ideals of state-centric economy. After the rampant failure of the last two administrations, one being the current one by the left-wing peronisma of President Fernandez, and the other being Mauricio Macri and his center-right coalition, many are irreversibly disappointed and tempted to vote for a more radical alternative. To read the full article, check the link in our show notes. Speaking of Mauricio Macri, the former president returned to the political ground this week. After meeting with Donald Trump in Florida, he hosted a bunch of meetings with members of the Juntos por el Cambio coalition, which ignited rumors over a 2023 presidential run. He was also seen touring schools in Buenos Aires City, Mayor Rodriguez Lareta, who is rumored to have presidential ambitions of his own. He's not planning on staying in Argentina for long, though. Next week, he will fly to the United States to give classes at Georgetown University. You know who also traveled to the U.S.? The more than 20 artists from Latin America that took Coachella by storm last weekend. Among them was Argentine star Nikki Nicole, and although she was afraid that there would be no audience for her in California, hundreds of people were chanting her name as she took the stage. Meanwhile, there's another event taking place in Buenos Aires, that is, 
Bafisi 2022, the Buenos Aires International Independent Film Festival, kicked off on Wednesday the 20th and will last until May 1st, with the aim of breathing new life into the traditional movie theaters in Calle Corrientes. More than 290 independent films will be screened, some of them with free admission, along with different activities related to the festival. The most anticipated release, though, is not exactly an independent production. A new documentary, produced by Netflix, had its world premiere on Thursday the 21st and will arrive on the streaming giant's platform on the 19th of May. This documentary explores the shocking murder of the noticias photojournalist José Luis Cabezas, who in the summer of 1996 managed to photograph businessman Alfredo Chabran walking along the beaches of Pinamar with his wife. Back then, this controversial personality, who had been accused of being the head of a mafia entrenched in power, did not allow the media to take photos of him. Cabezos was the first one to dare, and the photo was published on the cover of the Noticias newspaper, unveiling Chabran's face to the world. Less than a year later, Cabezos was found dead near the place where he had taken the photo. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Want to help us out? Hit the subscribe button. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina and Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos la próxima semana.